Yes. No, I, I could easily do a classical music show on public radio. It would be something a little different than the people you hear. That was Paca Bell's uh, concerto for bells. Brought to you by uh, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. And uh, listeners like you. See, I, c I could do that, but I don't. I would just be doing me, and I would say, now, here we have, uh, you're going to like this, I think. It's the prelude in A minor from the master, and I put this at about 1733, plus or minus a few cantatas. This is not him playing the organ, but it may as well be in a church. It says, what church is this? There's one of them churches there with the actual organ. Oh, yeah. It's uh, the Silverman organ in the village church of Grob de Hartmannsdorf, Saxony. Robert Kohler, Kobler, Kubler on the Silverman organ. Prelude in A minor, that's BWV543 for those of you who don't think I can do this.
please, no talking. Got the balcony seats, so I can kick you out of that too. Sorry, Nixon took over. It was still me, but Nixon, that the anger that he must have felt for all those years. Yes. I guess I love that about him. Uh, continual anger, hey, Jeff. Hi, Jerry. How you doing? Try and get here on time. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna lock the doors uh, next time. It's it's 10:02 now, and you're just drifting in like it was nothing. <laughs> drifting. In. We weren't allowed to drift in when I was a boy, I'll tell you that. You drifted in just once, and it was out in the shed. And Dad used a two-by-four. He didn't have, you know, didn't have no licking stick, so-called. Bang! That's why I became a Republican. Oh, this does go on for a way, doesn't it? This, this is the audience. Of the Humias? I gotta put you up. For some reason, I'm losing you today. I'm gonna put that up a little more, so. You could speak into it. Well, I, yeah, but I don't wanna swallow it. No. It's not a horse pill. Well, okay, no, that's bad, because that's your pocket. How will you be sitting in that posture? Um, yeah. You know, pretty much that's your posture? Yeah. Is that in your way, in your line of sight? No, no I, can, I can see. Good. What can All see. right. What did you bring, by the way? You got a lot of box? Not much. Okay. Because we're going to have a show and tell pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. Anyone else bring box material? I couldn't find a lot. Did, did you, did you see the assignment? <laughs> bring in box material. Nobody? Uh, no. Well, that's one thing I think he's ever done. A piece of his original cross? Yeah, bring that in. A lot of people don't know that he was actually buried on a cross. On a cross? Yeah. Uh, I think in uh, Saxony. That's the way they did in Saxony. They were very old school. Well, it's better than crucifying you first and then... What? Any idea who made this what we're listening to? Yes, I, uh, I made a note of it somewhere. It's the air on G-string. Huh? Yes, performing this? Who's performing the air on G-string? I should have that, but I don't seem to. Oh, okay. I have it somewhere. I have it. i show you later. This is it. I can show. This is his uh, seal. His seal. No, this is his seal. JSP. This is it. This is it. This is his personal seal. The crown on it. And then he does the the see the J at J S and the P. And over here backwards. And then they're intertwined here backwards. 
making a giant strawberry, just like his music, Contrapuntal. Contrapuntal. No, this is, this is, I have it, it's, what, are you with Wikipedia? I don't think so, I am. It's a publication thing. And your subscription is up. By the way, no more Googling anything, okay? And if you must lift an eyebrow, just do it somewhere else. I've had eyebrows lifted at me all my life. This yeah, like, I have it somewhere. No, I have a... This is like Stokowski in the, in the Philadelphia Orchestra. I think it's very screen. nice. You don't like this? I'd love well, this. Well, it's, it's... You know, at first, when I first saw it, I thought it was hair on G-string. But it's not. It's air on G-string. Well, it's an arrangement... It's a world of difference. It, and it's an arrangement of, you know, modern arrangement of oh. a piece, of an organ piece. Of an organ piece? Of a part of an organ piece. Yeah, I think Part so. of an organ piece? You know the organ piece that is... Well, I think it's... Isn't it the Takata... Takata Fugue and... and there's three parts of it, too. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to Google it. Yeah, okay. I, I, I but think anyway, I, it's a, it's kind of a modern confection. He, he would hardly... Oh, is, this the, is this the aria you're... No, I don't know what that is. Okay. I don't know what that well, is either. That's very lovely. Is that a manuscript or is it Yes, it is. And it is actually. Well, maybe this is probably something that I would have shown off of, out of a book, but yeah. it's bigger. Does that look familiar oh, to you? No, that's an aria, yeah. Does that look familiar to you? Just answer the question. But it's not. Have you seen this before? <laughs> no, but whatever. Wait a minute. You've never seen this before, and yet you oh, seem to know well, what it is. Like Goldberg, but that's. It's Goldberg, I it's see. It's got nothing to do with that. So-called air on the G-string. <laughs> yeah, nothing has anything to do with that, I guess. No. I, 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 I thought I had it here. Uh, sonata. No. Oh. So much of this is in German, I don't even know what I'm reading here. I, I, I really studied up on it, but I, I don't speak German. Well, I could get some of the, you know, Gemütlichkeit and stuff like that, but that's not... impediment, yes. Right, yeah. Uh... I did find out, Lyle, and you'll be impressed with this alone, yes. that, uh, you know, they have all, th and I was looking at all these pieces, and they all have this uh, BMW, and I thought it was a car or something, like some... Yeah, I noticed you... BWV. Oftentimes you wrote BMV instead of BWV. Yeah, because I thought it was a motor vehicle department. Yes, Bavaria. apparently, yes. It's you, the Bach Werke for Chiceness. Oh, God, you don't even need to see that. That was well, of so not. We, Bach Werke for Chiceness. Well, Is that good? Yes. Thank you. It's good enough. Excellent. And that's just, they made a catalog of everything every day, and they numbered it. Yeah, that's them. a modern thing, yeah. Yeah. So they've given, yeah, numbers. Who did that? What, was there one guy who did all that? No, a committee. Probably they um, died one after the other trying to do listen uh, to all his works. I, I'm not sure who who made who put together the first one. It was probably a committee of Germans, though. Well, Pro that goes without saying. It probably was when they did the uh, first big edition of his works in the late 19th century. You know, I was surprised I think to that's see that's when the BWV numbers came about. I was surprised to see that he didn't get published till like late in his career. He probably got published. Yeah. Yeah, true. But yeah. late. Yeah, and he. Yeah. Why was that? <clears throat> Very few things were published in his lifetime. Yeah, why is that? Uh, wasn't any interest in it. In him or in the in, audience? In it, yeah. 
to publish. Yeah, but then they, because he was, they thought of him as a as an organist, basically the uh, church organist, yeah, and writer of music for church. Uh, yes, and his vocal works were mostly done, you know, for the occasion, and then once they were over, they were over. It mm-hmm. wasn't like you know we were going to publish them and other people were going to perform them. However, also really difficult. So yeah, so it wasn't exactly um, for the faint of heart. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, in his lifetime, was he not Bach? Was he just was he not valued by the Germans? Oh yes, yes, he was. He was because yeah. he started getting all yeah. these, these awards and things. Well, I forgot uh, appointments. Words. Appointments, you know. Oh, royal court uh, oh, musician. Those things mostly jester. he solicited, and uh, because he was always a little bit at odds with his Leipzig. Uh, the with town, the money, the, the municipal, the money man. Overse- yeah, he always, yeah, he called them, you know, sniveling penny pinchers. And yeah, was, he did he mention words. a denomination of, of religious belief in connection with that? <laughs> I'm wondering. I think they were all Lutheran. Good. More power to him, man. <laughs> well, either way, more power to him. I say. So yeah, so he would solicit these these. But other... They didn't like him. The Leipzig no, City guess, Council or whatever. I guess it is. they liked him, but they I, funded all these. But I guess stuff. he was a a, a bit of a. You know, Pain not the hand. most compliant employee in the world. No, he so, did 30 days in jail. Supposedly. There, there's a, a record that says that. But it's a little hard to believe. I mean, you know, he was... For me, you he, know. Uh, he was, in, I think, at that time in the midst of fathering those 21 children. So, Yeah. Uh, Were there only 21? Somewhere along, more yeah. or less. Hmm. I mean, uh, he wore out two women having them, so... Okay, we're going to probably take that out of the, f- the final mix for the <laughs> podcast because, you know, even though it's not you who did that, referring to it in that way is just not appropriate. <laughs> well, where to begin, where to begin, where to begin? How about all the news that is? Oh, yeah, I was yeah. going to say, isn't there some news? I don't want to launch right into that. I mean, this is, this is pretty formidable, as the Germans say, for me, <laughs> to be doing this kind of thing because I'm hoping, really, that someone there... You know, one of the people on the seventh floor (laughs) will hear this and think, my God, that's it. All these years should have been classical. Feldman with the classics. Instead of? Classical Feldman. Oh, classical Feldman, yes. He's back. Not the Baroque Feldman, no. He's back and he's Baroque. He's going for Baroque. We're talking classical Feldman. Yes. On WPR, Wisconsin <laughs> Public Radio. <laughs> and you know, all the news that isn't for 82121, and I'm hoping that's oh not significant. I no. did check it out, actually, because, oh. you know, 2121. And I happen. found two years that have it, that were, you know, various 21s with 21. Oh. And I just see if it's because I don't want it to be a bad portent. We need a good one now. You know, yes, so we, we need oh, good oh, portents. Man, you know, the dawning of the age of Aquarius, oh, kind of thing. Uh, August 21st, 1621. Oh. One widow and 11 maids consigned. <laughs> I was just thinking, where I got two wives. I just thought about that. <laughs> oh, wow. See what we got to cut all that out. <laughs> I can't read because I got this. You know, you get the. You ever get that? Like, you working in church where you laugh? <laughs> no, not when I'm working in church. <laughs> you play the organ. You're laughing so much. It's, you thought of something else. You know, 
As you can't see your fingers on a keyboard? No. 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 Okay. <laughs> I'm going to take off my glasses. No, that doesn't really help any. On August 21st, uh, 1621, one widow and 11 maids consigned to the colony of Virginia from London oh. were ordered to be sold for, <laughs> for tobacco. <laughs> this is not good. Well. At the rate of 120 pounds of the best leaf for each. Well, oh, well for each. Good price. Well, then they got a good price. 120 pounds of the best leaf. And what happened? Hmm? Who was selling them? To, what did they get in exchange? I don't know. It's very upsetting. So, so far, <laughs> not a good portent in, in 21 21. Yeah, I thought this was good news. It's under the heading that U.S. Women awful. Evaluated. One widow oh. and 11 maids consigned to the colony of Virginia from London to be sold, sold for tobacco. Oh, my God. Terrible. Uh, All right. Some, this was probably better, though. This oh. is uh, August 21st, 1561. An eclipse of the sun, that's got to be good, isn't it? Or is that bad? When the mongoose eats it, does the mongoose eat the sun or the moon? Anyone know what a mongoose is? <laughs> yeah? Okay. Eat something. Um, the sun remained obscured for no little time. There was <laughs> darkness greater than that of night. No one could see where they trod, and the stars shone brightly in the sky, in the sky. The birds, moreover, wonderful to say, fell down to the ground in fright. What? In such startling darkness, amid the scream of women who, <laughs> who cried they were being sold for tobacco, who cried that the last day of the world had arrived. Oh, this is not good. My goodness. Let's get. We have to. So let's, those let's were, call this a different day. So those were the good things that happened on August twenty first. The only ones I could find. I'm sure there must be a wow. good thing in there somewhere. Anyone has one? You know, write me. No, don't write me. Let's forget about this whole incident. I'll bike tomorrow. Uh, in all the news, it isn't uh, for eight twenty one twenty one. Yes. Florida, Texas, and Arizona recognize the Taliban government. <laughs> in theirs. To bring the point home, Florida's Princess Cruises introduces the Sharia Princess Cruise. <laughs> the Taliban. Do I need all this stuff here or not? Is that me or Nixon? You Taliban? can't even tell anymore. It's just... hmm? All right. The Taliban reassures on women's rights, saying Afghanistan's new and only Olympic sport, Kashi, dead goat polo, will <laughs> feature female goats. Well, that's reassuring. What, ladies? <laughs> it was for the goats, for the the whole concept of being a female. <laughs> I, if I were you, I'd feel the same way. I'm sorry. Uh, <clears throat> Trump praises Taliban as good fighters who are really smart. You're lying here because I can't deal with it. I've been grappling with that one for you. I couldn't even say to that kind of shit. <laughs> What? Anyway, big delays getting fake IDs as fake vaccine cards overwhelm the guy you know who makes them in his mom's garage. <laughs> Regeneron turns out to be Degeneron. Hello? Anyone else here? We're stunned. Michael, are you still there? Because stunned suddenly I seem to. It was quiet. It was down, down, you know, where I'm from. <laughs> There's noise. Uh, it's mostly the cracking and the breaking and the rending and the rendering. 
No, the re- yes, well, actually rendering too, come to think of it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Phil Lyle. Rendering our hearts. Yeah. Uh, progress made in the South as a COVID emergency was declared before Trump came to an Alabama town. Hmm. Page three. Thanks for that, Dick. Uh, if you're looking for good news, how about the eighth graders the, uh, from uh, North Andover, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. who got a pardon for their neighbor, Elizabeth Johnson, who was convicted in the Salem witch trials of 1693. Oh, well, fine. She will get credit for time served. Oh, good. Uh, the new Alex Trebek is shit-canned <laughs> after turning out to be who is Mike Richards to he loved to say, can I look through your phone to see your booby pictures? <laughs> So, you know, if they just kept Aaron Rodgers, it would have been a win-win for Jeopardy and the, and Packer, the Packer fans everywhere. Yes, yes. Yeah. They missed an opportunity. And to celebrate his 73rd birthday, Led Zeppelin's Robert Plant has decided to button his shirt after all these years. <laughs> None too soon. If you don't know what I'm talking about, here's what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. In those days, pretty darn good <laughs> for that sort of thing. Well, that, that's not him that... 73, that's him at probably yeah. 23 or something. I, I think you're probably right about that. Well, I'll look into it, though. I will Google that. And uh, Oh, wait a minute, but there's more. Oh, uh, but wait. In all the news that isn't human, after 250 hours underwater with 168 snakes, uh-huh. an Australian researcher finds out the hard way the venomous six-foot-long olive sea snake, Epirisus levis, does not want you to want does not want to bite you. It really wants to do you. Good. You. No. <laughs> think about it. You would think about that olive sea snake, Carol. Olive sea snake. Right. When you're just closing your eyes, suddenly a six foot long olive sea snake <laughs> will be on the pillow next to you, <laughs> doing that thing they do with their tongue. Are there other colored sea snakes? It's just called the olive sea snake. Oh. And everything in the sea is pretty much olive at a certain point. You know, just that's the, Damn. you know, they get coated with that shit down there. <laughs> algal. I think that's algal. It's what? It's an algal coating. Oh. Algal. I see. Not olive. Not Al Gore. <laughs> Although I knew Al Gore. And, he was, and you're no Al Gore. Babbling baby bats sound strikingly similar to human infants and vice versa, in fairness. What? Babbling behavior is rare in the animal kingdom, if fairly common around here. Oh. More of this, uh, non-human, not news. (laughs) Black hole eating patterns can be helped with intermittent, intermittent, take two. Black hole eating patterns can be helped with intermittent fasting. Well, you see now, Lyle actually, well, I'll explain it to him. Lyle, the humor in there is that the black holes consume stars and galaxies around them, so they're eating all the time. Oh, now, I see. So I believe that he, what he was trying to say is that if, if they practice they don't. this fasting thing, intermittent yeah. just every so often, like they would eat years? a lot fewer stars and galaxies. Okay. I wonder how they determine that. Well, you know, I think the problem is putting that just in a thing with a punchline real quick and saying, <laughs> expecting people to it's get all effect. the deep background and all that. 
Maybe they don't know about black holes. Maybe not. Maybe they don't know how the universe works. Astrophysics. Yes. Maybe it's just me who cares about these things. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Maybe I don't even care about uh, these things. I don't yes. understand. No. I was not put here for that purpose. Well. I don't know what I was put here for, but it was not. Is it, is it me or Nixon now? See, I don't know which one of us is saying that. It's a, this is getting to be a serious problem. It's a problem. conundrum. What? Yes. It's a conundrum of a... Inside a riddle and a... Yeah, a riddle and all of them. All right. Uh, there are millimeter-high mountains on neutron stars in molehills you can't fucking see. Hmm. Isn't that amazing? Who knew? The gravity is so great on a neutron star that the mountains are one millimeter. Okay. And, like, and like I said, the molehills are... can't fucking see them. Enormous. There's not, I'm really killing you today. I've never seen you laugh quite so much. She's like, I know you're a little guarded, some of your reaction. Uh, there's now a name for it when, if you're a bird, you steal hair from resting mammals. It's called kleptocracy. Kleptotricky. Oh. Yeah. So klepto is a bird, I guess. It's from the Latin, stealing hair from mammals if you're a bird. It's, it's the Latin for it. They steal hair from mammals. Okay. See, if you didn't know that, that probably would... Me, I mean, how many of you knew that there are birds that steal hair? I read it. You read it? Oh. Carol, you know it too? Yes. Jeff, yes. <laughs> Jerry, no. <laughs> Lynn? No, okay. So we do have a majority here. So one of you should be able to tell me why do they do that? It's for their nests, isn't it? What? It's for their nests, maybe? For the nests, interesting. Huh. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. 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 Because it says here they still don't know what birds do with their hair booty. Maybe they barter it. On the blackbird market. <laughs> That's all the news that isn't. The blackbird market. Now, this sounds a little more authentic than that air on the cheese string. Oh. I mean, this is a little more like Bach would have recognized this, probably. He wouldn't have recognized it. Well, you know, but he changed quite a bit, didn't he? No. He started doing these Italian things that they hated. No, nobody hated. Nobody hated the Italians back then. No, I don't mean the Italians, no, no, but no, I mean no, he was supposed to do okay. church music and stay within confines of a certain type of music and not go out the line, outside the lines. But then he got into this other thing. No, no, I don't think so. Well, you and I have two different theses about the, the whole. I mean, I realize you play the organ and you're a Carol and Nora and all that stuff. And you've gone to school probably. Well, we'll, we'll see what your dissertation says then. Yeah, your dissertation. <laughs> but you never finished yours, so I don't think you have any right to lord it over me. Now, do we know who's playing this one? Yes. Tell me what it is. It's the fugue in A minor. Yeah. And uh, I got it right here. Oh, yeah. It's probably got a BWB number. I mean, a fugue in A minor. I'll look this up. No, it's not Who's going playing? the way I hoped it would already. It's a very nice performance. It is very nice. I couldn't have done it any better myself. This is a, uh, this is the fugue in A minor, performed by Robert Kubler, Kubler on the Sil Silverman organ in the village church of Gobhotbrandsdorf, Saxony. Good time. Yeah. Oh, well, in Saxony. I, I don't know that guy. See it? Yeah. He does well. He's very good, and he's, you know, I like him. He's very good on the Silverman. 
Not everyone is. They were organ builders in the box time. By the way, Silverman sounds like a Jewish guy. Get out of here! <laughs> I, you know, we already had this long discussion about this. I said there's two ends on it. It's not a the Jew. Silverman? Mr. President. Yes, there's two ends on Silverman. Yes. What does that mean? That is nothing. <laughs> Nothing at all. Nothing at all, Lyle. <laughs> this is nice. What makes it a fugue? Uh, how it's put together. You know, the how is a fugue put together? Well, you have different melodic lines um, coming together at, at different time points. Yeah. And that fugue, is that prescribed what those time points are? No, there's so it could be any tune at all that gets fugued. Could be, yes, and you yeah. can make a fugue out of it if you're yeah. very clever. Because I know there was one royal who came to me and said he'd written one, uh, something, a fugue, a, a, like a, a theme for a fugue, something like that. And could you, could you make a whole fugue out of it? And he did, because he'd yes. do anything for it. Yeah, because he was good that way, yeah. Yeah. So that'd be cool, huh? Have him do your fugue. It, it would be. Well, and people do that nowadays, mm-hmm. or at least they... Why do I associate fugue with funereal or something? That's wrong, isn't it? Yes. It's not. I have no idea why okay. you do that. Okay. It's a condition. Do I have some other things that I do? Can I ask you about maybe off the air? <laughs> Consultation. Pick it up with your PCP. What about his notations? His notations? Yes. How he wrote music down? Well, I'll listen to this thing by Leonard Bernstein. They did one score, which they played, a cantata, which I have somewhere here. I'll play it for you. Is this from his Norton? Norton uh, I think the kids' things, you know, concerts for oh, kids. Oh, the young people's. But he had Glenn Gould, the Canadian, oh, yes. playing this thing, and he just. Okay. Oh, we'll get to that. Are oh, you want to go to that now? Know. Are you tired of the fugue? No, but yeah, it's nice. But what, what, what did Bernstein say about Glenn Gould playing a fugue? Well, he said something about him because he really liked Glenn Gould. Uh, but there's also there is also a thing I was saying before that. <clears throat> what was it? Something about fugues. Notation. Oh, he said there's a thing. It was a thing for orchestra. Okay. And it was just the music, and there was no notation as to who should be played, Allegro or Dante or. Oh, a, yes. And so yes. everyone who's ever played it has had to put in their own way of doing it and stuff. Yes. Like to get louder or something, or is that just me? Something. Well, there's yeah. more. Yeah. Uh, yeah, more things. It's nice. More. He's increased the sound. Yeah. He's playing more notes and uh, more yeah. Have and you stuff. played one of these things ever? Uh, no, the, not, not, not those. No. no. What What have you done that's this complex on an organ? Nothing that complex. No. No, um, no I've not played any of those. The, the big, the big works. Yeah. Call them. You haven't done the ones where you have to cross your hands to. Well, no, that's a little later. Yeah. Idea. What is that thing? Why would you have to cross your hands to play his pieces? What is well, he doing? Oh, well, that's more like what his sons would have done. Like Willem Friedman and so forth. Yeah, now we're getting to the end of it, so he's pulling out all the stops, is what I say. See? Reads it. 16 foot. Kick an A. Kick an A on the Silverman. There's a big 
yeah, there's a big, you know, there's a virtuoso. It's nice. It's nice. This is fan of the opera stuff. Yeah, I don't. I got goosebumps. Well, it's got goosebumps and goosebumps, goosebumps too. Goosebumps, three, I don't think it's a terribly uh, big church, wherever that is. Doesn't no, it was a, a little church that was. It was well, you, you must in know the valley, it. Maybe you must know it. The uh, Hartmannsdorf. No, I don't know. It's a in Saxony. It's, it's a village church. It's a yeah. village church that has a really oh, nice organ church, in it. So. You know. Yes, a Zilber- <clears throat> it's got a Zilbermann. It's not the size of your organ. No, it's whether it's a Zilbermann or not. Yep. All right, so let's go to this here now. I was talking oh. about this Italian thing, Italian influence with them, and, and he didn't have that at first, right? Well, I don't know. Uh, I don't know when he got acquainted with Italian music. But I mean, cha- originally he was Aurelian. church, 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 and then he started doing this Italian... No, 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 no. Rewriting Italian no. things. No, those are, those are all kind of concurrent with one another. Oh. There's, there's not, it's not like he was one thing and then yeah. he changed into another and then okay no those were uh but he was always interested in what was going on in the world and Mm -hmm. uh styles of music because it was the italians were uh, um you know prominent but he also uh, copied out uh some of the french music of the time which Mm -hmm. is very different Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. so he obviously admired it Mm-hmm. And, in, and incorporated, then he would incorporate these other styles, mm. national styles, into his own music. Oh, see, and that's, that's what I'm saying. He, it's he just was, changing his, his, his. Well, yes, but it was a gradual thing. It wasn't wasn't like he, you know, one yeah. day heard on the radio something and then um, okay. took it over. How about we go? You know, we, we this enough of this intro. Yes, because it's fascinating though it Chit-chat. is. And go right to right now. You have the the lowdown actually on JSB. <laughs> In a manner of speaking, yes. So, uh, Lyle Anderson, ladies and gentlemen. Should John and John Quincy Adams confuse you, you would be absolutely flummoxed by the Bach family. Before there was Johann Sebastian, there was Father Johann Ambrosius, brother Johann Christian, uncle Johann Christoph, and second cousin Johann Ludwig, all estimable musicians and composers. Possibly the only exception to the Bach Musical gene was Veit, Vitus Bach, listed in JS genealogy as a white bread baker in Hungary. Humble as he may have been, Veit stands proudly atop the Bach family tree. He who begat Johannes and Philippus, who would do the rest of the heavy lifting. Adding to the Johann confusion was the fact that the great South German composers of the day were Johann Kasper Carroll, Johann Jakob Froberger, and Johann Pachelbel he of the Taco Bell canon. The possibility of misdirected Dear Johann letters was palpable. The Bach family, in a mere 200 years, produced 50 musicians and several composers of note, so much so that in Erfurt, musicians were known as Bachs. Our Bach's first job was as court musician in the chapel of Duke Johann Ernst III in Weimar, but there was very little music as he mostly had menial duties as the Seamus for the chapel. A step up was becoming organist at the new church, now the Bach church in Arnstadt, although after he called one of his lesser choir singers a zippel fagatus, a weenie bassoon player, he was a asked to lighten up. What was a, that? A zippel fagatus. Zippel? Zippel. 
Zippel with a Z? Zippel, yes. With a Zippel. Which is weenie in Vigga. German. Is it really? Or something else? Uh, well, I think Zippel is like a like a fife. I think. Is it really or is it something I don't else? Know. That's what it says to me, but because a kid came after him with a stick, you know, oh, that's that incident. Oh yeah. yeah, I guess he was the player, and yeah, and, yeah there was trouble. Yeah, and he, right and he was asked to lighten up on the musical qualities he expected from his students. <laughs> oh, zippels. The zippels. He won the post of organist at the Blasius Church in Mühlhausen by leading a performance of an early version of his Kistlag and Todesbanden and Easter cantata. Hmm. In addition to getting the uh, town council to approve an upgrade of the Mühlhausen organ, Bach wrote a festive cantata, Gott ist mein König, for the inauguration of the new council, hmm. which was then published at their expense. Hmm. And, oh, here's where I suppose it could have, um, yeah. anyway, then. Bring it out. You know, you've got something to illustrate that always makes for a better talk. Oh, you think? Well, we can hold something up every so often and say. Yeah, well. Here's what I mean, you know, hold up something right? Is a time waster. Or do you have slides or something? We could slides would be good. Yeah. <laughs> Where is that? You don't have his hands like he had Beethoven's there he hands. There is. Yeah. There's, there's the, uh, what is the page that? of the publication, which is probably one of the first things that that got of his that got published. Uh -huh. I don't know if you can see that or not. But anyway, yeah, we can see it or not. <laughs> that's a page of Gott ist mein König. Oh, that's the first. God is my king. Gott ist mein König. Gott ist mein König. Gott ist mein König. Yes. So it sounds uh, like God's in my tunic. <laughs> well, it could be. Uh, Weimar was a very productive period for Bach, during which he wrote and performed the preludes and fugues embodied in the well-tempered clavier, with 24 preludes and fugues covering every major and minor key, as well as the little organ book based on traditional Lutheran chorale tunes. In Weimar, Bach composed the cantatas Himmelskönig, Sei Willkommen, BWV 182 for Palm Sunday, <laughs> and one of my favorite, uh, Weinen, Klagen, Zorgen, Zagen, <laughs> BWV 12 for Jubilate. Do you so, know that one, actually? Yeah, sure. Yeah. How's it, how's it go? Can you have I a few know, bars? I have no idea. And Er Schallet, Ihr Lieder, Er Klinget, Ihr Zeiten, BWV 172 for Pentecost, That's and his first one. Christmas cantata, yeah. Christen Etze, Diesen Tag. Was that well received? BWV no wonder. Uh, 63 and 1714. Yeah. Uh, yes, I guess all these were. Really? Um, now, the uh, the titles of these things mm -hmm. are are sort of modern. Uh, oh, they are ideas. Oh, I see these because they're they're merely the first words that that come out of singers or if it's a chorus singers. Yeah. Um, or organ players uh, who refer to it. Uh, well, no, because they're, they're cantatas, so they're sung things. Um, oh yeah, sorry. But anyway, th those are just the like the first phrases of mm -hmm. of the work. Yeah. And the BWV numbers we've already covered. We did that. Um, yeah. That they're they're part of the um, uh, later also catalog, a, a, a modern uh, organization of of these things. Yeah. Um, uh, Bach probably knew them uh, by their function, you know, like the uh, cantata for the twenty third Sunday after Pentecost. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Like that. Okay. Uh, and that's not too catchy, though. And, and nobody knows quite, uh, I'm sure, how you know he organized these 300 uh, cantatas, which were all parts. Yeah. You know, they weren't yeah. simply scores; they were yeah. parts for. So, so even when he got to the Gloria thing, the, the mass, he didn't call it that. Uh, no, probably not. Well, we'll, uh, we'll get to that. Okay. 
Despite his productivity, by 1717, Bach had fallen out of favor in Weimar and even supposedly spent 30 days in jail for too stubbornly forcing the issue of his dismissal. (laughs) Next on the Odyssey, J.S. Bach was Kürten, where he served as Kapellmeister for Prince Leopold, who was a Calvinist, and therefore didn't have any music in church. Ah. As a result, most of Bach's work in these years was secular and included orchestral suites, cello suites, sonatas, and partitas for solo violin. So that's when it happened. He went then, to secular. With his music. Uh, yes, he, he composed music according to what was expected. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, rather than, you know, sitting there thinking, well, what could I compose? Another Pentecostal, another Pentecostal, another Pentecostal. (laughs) Yes. Damn it, I can't do this anymore. Bach's wife, whom I forgot to mention, had died in 1720. (laughs) After a short period of mourning, he married soprano. The first one he wore out. (laughs) Maria Barbara. Uh, He married soprano Anna Magdalena Vilke, with whom he had 13 children, six of whom survived into adulthood and two of whom survived into music. Uh, more of his, I think more of his older children uh, were um, prominent musicians than ah. the later ones. But oh, I see. Anyway, that's just... Uh, How many did he have with the first one? I don't know. He had about a dozen with each. But you said there's like 21 altogether? He had, tw- I think, 21 altogether. Offspring, but they didn't all live, of course. Uh, no. Those days. Uh, but, uh, you know, they were look it up. fertile in I'll look it up days. when we're all done. On to Leipzig. A footnote, this whole thing. Yes. <laughs> Where in 1723 we find young Bach, Thomas Cantor of the St. Thomas School of, at the church of the same name. Within three years, or maybe five, uh, most of his cantatas were written and performed, some 300 in all, 100 of which have been lost to posterity, mm-hmm. uh, being crumpled up for those Amazon uh, shipments. These were presented in annual cycles, expounding on gospel readings for Sundays and feast days in the Lutheran year, and there were a lot of those. Leipzig was Tinseltown for the maestro. First, the appointment as Thomas Cantor, Telemann had turned it down, Mm -hmm. which made Bach de facto owner of all church music and St. Thomas Church, St. Nicholas Church, the New Church, and St. Peter's Church, no less. Uh, Can Bach. I just stop here one moment? Okay, yes. and that's really interesting. And that's like a turning point in his career and all that. But Telemann, tell us about Telemann, just for briefly. Well, he was another musician of the time. and uh, Was he competition? For uh, things he was yeah, for some, some, some of these positions. There, um, Telemann and Handel. And, um, Handel, too, was competition? for. Uh, yeah, they were exactly the same age. Oh, and, interesting. And, mm-hmm. and they were born only uh, 80 miles apart. In Germany, Bach and Handel, and they never met. Never met? No. Did um, they make an effort and it just never happened? It, yes, they made an effort. and uh, What happened? Bach, yes, Bach went to see him and uh, because he, Handel was had something, some musical performance, I don't know, uh, in one town. But when he got there, Handel had already left, ah. moved on to the It's like me and Garrison. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly the same. <laughs> I wonder if he knew where the restroom was. Um uh, Bach found this position so useful, he held it for 27 years, only letting go upon his death. In fact, all those cantatas, um, it was thought when they were first organized in the late 19th century that they were um, uh, composed over that 27-year period. And it was only scholarship, I think, uh, in after World War II that determined that most of them, uh, he composed them in a, in a flurry in just 
couple of years and then recycled them, right. performed them over and over again. Oh, right? yeah. Because at first it was thought impossible that how could he compose, because uh, these are, each cantata is not a small thing. It's a multi-movement thing of about 20 minutes, half hour long. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, how he uh, both composed them and got the rehearsal together and performed them like week after week, mm -hmm. one after the other. Right. It seems kind of impossible, but it, apparently that's how it happened. Hmm. Anyway, Leipzig was very good to Bach, and honorary appointments were falling in his lap from across the electorate of Saxony. Hmm. We're talking the courts of Curtin and Weissenfels and the elector Frederick Augustus, who, as it happened, was also king of Poland. Yeah, incidentally. Many are called, but few are elected, like our Johann Sebastian Bach. <laughs> All good things may sometimes come to an end, but for Bach at this time, they must get better. That was his appointment to the directorship of the Collegium Musicum, a secular performance ensemble that was started by Telemann. Ah. Uh, adding to his work on liturgical feast days, the Collegium was free of liturgical constraints and expectations ah. and launched Johann Sebastian Bach into the stratosphere of musical thought. From, and, he, and he could go back to um, composing the kind of music that he had done, I suppose, at Weimar. You know, all this uh, mm -hmm. uh, ensemble music and so forth. All this Italian and, stuff yes, getting in there. Yes, Italian uh, with French influences and a smattering of... Oh, yeah, the French, French influences. Hungarian, perhaps. I bet they didn't like that too much, some of those people. No, they loved it. They were the, the Germans were always... Uh, well, these are the elites. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the common man. I don't, no, I don't no. think he'd go for this French stuff coming in there. <laughs> well, they wouldn't know the difference. Uh, from church after church to playing at well, the Cafe Zimmermann, a coffee house on Katharina Street off the main market square in Leipzig. Many of Bach's works during the 1730s and 1740s were written for and performed by the Collegium Musicum. Yeah, among these were parts of his clavier üben, uh, keyboard practice translation, and many of his violin and keyboard concertos. Uh, so he, he published something called Keyboard Practice. Um, but it wasn't to, to people so they could practice keyboard. It was just the name that came to it. I mean, it was a, a legitimate it was, it was what Yeah, it was piece. what the publication was called. Yeah. But they were, yes, they were highly, um, you know, worked out, um, usually very difficult works. All, mm -hmm. There's there's four, four clavier übungs. Um, yeah, four of them. And uh, I can't, uh, and they're, they're all kind of different. I mean, like the third is a, um, is a very highly organized set of organ pieces. And number four is the uh, Goldberg Variations. So, mm -hmm. um, oh, wow. you know, they're, they're very different kinds of things. Yeah, amazing. Uh, but anyway, the 1733 Kyrie Gloria Mass, so-called, mm -hmm was Bach's application work to become court composer in Dresden, which would have been a, a plum kind of um, bet, appointment. Yeah. And, uh, and also a lot of money. Uh, in 1735 came the first publication of his organ music, after which he composed and compiled the Preludes and Fugues that would become the second book of the Well-Tempered Clavier. And what is, it, what is a well-tempered clavier? It's a well-tempered keyboard. And, and tempered means it just uh, tuned, well tuned, well tuned. And the, did he change the? Didn't he actually change common tunings for? No, he didn't. This was just something that was part of instrumentation in in the land. And the the well tempered clavier's um, performance of, of both books are handily contained 
in four compact discs. Okay, let's I put those on now. Or do you want to finish this first? Put those. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. sure. Put, yeah. put one of them on. No, I don't think so. Come on. No, I'm just I, kidding. Too complicated. <laughs> Um, between, um, oh, and, and uh, so, yeah, 1733, well, there's, a, the, uh, there's this presentation manuscript of the, of the Curie and Gloria movements of this mass uh, that eventually became the mass in B minor later mm-hmm. in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, three years later, he finally was granted the position of royal court composer in Dresden, but it was mostly an honorary title um, by the... Augustus III, who was the king of Poland also. Yeah. Uh, many of these things were, you know, well, like the Queen of England, you know, is, her whole title is, you know, m- many segments. But she's not clauses. queen of Poland, too. Uh, no. It's a pretty big deal, this guy. Well, at the time, I don't know. Oh, I think so. Um, Poland was not to be sneezed at. <laughs> not to be sneezed at. Mostly he acquired these various things uh, to... Um, um, show that uh, he was wanted elsewhere, and so they, to get raises from the Leipzig city right, council, right? Right. No, because he had that. twenty-one children to you know, feed. Yeah, yeah, put through college and stuff. Apparently, didn't feed all of them because not all of them. They didn't <laughs> all survive. So. No, well, you know, yeah, Mother Nature. Yeah. Between seventeen forty and forty-eight, Bach copied, transcribed, expanded, or transformed music in both the older Stile Antico as well as newer musical style, exemplified in his fourth and last clavier Übung volume, the Goldberg Variations for two-manual harpsichord. Okay, uh, once again. Yes. The fact that he started using a different style in a no, moral fashion start, style? No, he didn't start using a different style. He's just he transcribing really all this stuff in a different way. Well, he would incorporate... Is that important or not? Maybe it's not important. Uh, well... It's important in that he incorporated um, musical ideas of you know the day, popular uh, conceptions, and from other cultures, like uh, principally the Italian and, and the and the French. But you know, that's because he was clever. Okay. Um, on June second, seventeen forty nine, Heinrich von Brühl wrote to a Leipzig burgomaster requesting that his own music director fill the Leipzig Thomas Cantor and the director Musicis posts upon the eventual decease of Mr. Bach. Bach had become blind after two unsuccessful surgeries by British quack eye surgeon John Taylor. Bach died on 28 July 1750 from complications. And that's our composer of the week, Holy Johann cow. Sebastian Bach. Holy cow. Holy cow. It will probably not be in either of the extreme styles. There is the Bernstein thing I saw. No, but something between, containing both richness and inflectedness. In any case, what it will not be is a dull, literal playing of the notes, if I know Mr. Gould.
thought I heard somebody in the orchestra doing what? Plays, play a little thing. Or the, the violin. I heard a thought I heard a violin go, yeah, one thing. <laughs> the ones in the front row who are laughing at a classical concert. <laughs> what is that, anyhow? It's, it's drug-related. It's, it's a New York kind of thing. Shh! <laughs> and you're always sitting behind the one who does that. <laughs> With or without their masks on. Robert Plant <laughs> today. Taking you next time, well. Sorry. Not taking it well? Not taking you. <laughs> Stay in your little hut there and do whatever you do in here.
you're ruining it for everybody else, Carol. Harry Carey say after like he shot, he took it. Say, Galarraga. Galarraga. Harry Carey said that. Yeah. Oh. He used to do their names backwards, you know. He did. Galarraga is what killed him. Trying to do Galarraga backwards. Huh. Yeah. Shh. Sorry. <laughs> Need to take my own advice. That's what my wife always said. Like she doesn't take her own advice. <laughs> oh, that's Carbell's. You know, this bottle I've had it for several years now. I know, and it's really all we have to drink down there. Aged in the bottle. I want to thank you for getting it. It was left over from, I believe, one of your Christmas parties. Funny, a Jew having Christmas parties, but I, I think it's great. Speed it up a little bit. We're running late. Can you get through this a little quicker? Maybe I'm thinking maybe double time. It's a Glenn Gould. I love him. It's a tribute to Bach that yeah. he wouldn't probably have even uh, recognized the 
sound that we heard there. Yeah, no, because the piano. Did one of the piano forte, didn't it start like in, late like in that century? Yeah. Right. I mean, there were pianos, but they yeah. were much smaller. They weren't like the probably the 14 foot Steinway that Gould's playing there. Yeah, which is not, a not like a John Tuline piano, a big. <clears throat> and all of the, the strings are, are, you know, they're much heavier and the, yeah. the bones totally different and sound. everything. Yeah. The whole the whole sound of the thing was yeah. what they're playing there at the Philharmonic is to, you know, fill up an auditorium with you know a couple thousand people. Yeah. Whereas Bach when he um composed that it was just for like a yeah. drawing room of So would would someone have been doing that on an organ? No, harpsichord. On on harpsichord, that's right. Yeah. On a harpsichord? Yes. So very tiny sounding yeah. and and a very much smaller uh string ensemble too. Yeah. God, I, I love players. this though with the Philharmonic and the yeah. strings are amazing, and I love the way he played. He just knocked me out on that one there. Uh, yes, his. Uh, to you, Glenn. Glenn Gould's uh, playing style, <clears throat> maybe uh, um, I think in his lifetime was sort of um, disparaged. Yes, by many. That's the word. <clears throat> but then uh, later on, after his death, I think uh, some of his. Uh, Articulation and the way he, you know, punctuated every note mm -hmm. uh, became more understood as yeah. a little closer to the way. And he tended to look like he was drunk did. while he was playing. He, was, he would usually slump over the piano and play. Yeah, he had. He would. But he, he was he amazing. Was he yeah. was a genius. Uh, yes, he was very good. Yeah. Well, like I say, it's Canadian and Canadian. Uh, and a Canadian. Shout out! Thank you, Canada. <laughs> Once again, I might add, Canada. Suddenly singing, "Oh, Canada." All right. Well, we're running. Are we running a little bit late here? People have places to be. <laughs> yeah. No. Stores to go to. To. I. You know what I would. I would personally like to do would be hear something from the the whole, whole Gloria Mass. Yeah, and they're not very. It's, it's not the Gloria Mass. Those are just two movements out of a mass. I know you call it the Gloria Mass, but that's an odd way. I would like to hear those two movements out of a mass. <laughs> Wrongly referred to as the Gloria Mass. <laughs> Don't be a well, Gloria I, ass about it, I Lyle. Would, I would just say oddly referred to, not wrongly. Well, obviously I mean, it's wrongly or it wouldn't be oddly, would well, it? No, just be the, quiet for a minute. The Kyrie. What? Oh, do you have parts of the Mass in B minor? Or one of the other Masses? I have the... Uh, I'll tell you what I got here, Lyle. I've got the chorale from Gloria, say, dear Gesungen. What? Huh? No, say Gesungen. I dare you. <laughs> God no bless you, isn't it? In I German? have no idea what you what. No. Well, we don't always understand each other, but we still have a great relationship <laughs> after all these years. <laughs> Sitting back with Carol. Sit on, on Lynn back there. Who told you this was from a mass? This is like Ein Festeburgis. Whatever you say. I think it's pretty moving. I'm moved in ways I'm not usually moved. 
Yeah, it's 100% Lutheran. Yeah. Oh, my God. Maybe I like Nixon, and I'm Lutheran. Whatever it is. Words by Martin Luther himself. He was a poet. God's poet, I like to call him. Martin Luther. Like the Short and sweet. It's like the concluding chorale. Beautiful. From, from probably the uh, cantata on Fisteburg. Ah, but what about the chorus? Well, that is the chorus. But the chorus would, would have been a more. Is this from the same piece? Probably the opening. You should know oh, that. Yes. Yeah, the, the, the opening. This is the chorus. The chorale is the end thing. I should have played it after this. But who am I? Just a guy who loves classical music. Dying to get out there and bring it to the public. I think they're going to like it. It's not for everybody. What I like about Bob, it's hard to imagine an army marching to this. That's <laughs> really great. I love it. I don't care what it means. A strong fortress is our god. Well, okay, that's true. Very few stronger. Not only is any stronger. I don't think it was done in the 1700s. No, and it wasn't done in like in the 1950s either. No, when this would have been done, like half the tempo. Yeah, this is like a nice zip. One of these was done for MIT, of course. You know them, the Milwaukee Institute of Technology. Do they have? Well, they sing. From the actual Institute of Technology? Historically informed performance practices. HIP. They must have had great cocktail parties <laughs> afterwards. Yes. Well, you know, you get that little conservatory I believe it is, yeah. Because it also sounds like not a huge chorus, like... No. Before, uh, yeah. Late 19th century. Yeah. Choruses of 800 people or so. Oh, yeah. No, English that, yeah. people. Yeah. Darn good, though. Well, this is, yeah. Very nice. That was a darn good performance of the Bach... Uh, Chorus from the. Uh, I'm not, 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 not. 
I'm Michael Feldman, and I'll be talking to you again before you know it. Thank you, Lyle Anderson. That was amazing. I think you've made a lot of fans for whatever it is you're talking about that whole time. <laughs> Wonderful. And this, this guy here, I, I had heard a little about him, Robert Plant. But I wasn't really a Led Zeppelin fan. He's holding a cannon. He's holding a what? Cannon. Cannon? I thought cannons were big and had things coming out of them. Well, before that, they were made out of paper. What is that cannon? Can you see? Well, it, yeah, it's, it's like a six-part cannon. And, and it's been identified. And it was his application to, I think, Leipzig? the, the Collegian Musical job. Oh, Collegian. You know, because that was a kind of... They played in the coffee houses. Did you know that? That's quite a breakthrough for him. You're going from church, 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 coffee house. Yeah, they were all in downtown Leipzig. Church, coffee house. Probably some bars in between there, too. Oh, that's I'm right. Sure, you sure. sure you don't want one of these? I mean, I shouldn't have another one because three of them are not barfing. Well, you know, I, I did have those drinks with uh, Henry Kissinger. That, that's true. We did not go down on our knees and start uh, talking to the, to the paintings. There was a painting there, and I can't remember which one it was, one of the founding fathers. But it wasn't uh, anyone I would go to, to when I'm down on my knees you know, crying with, with a Jewish person next to me. Who was not feeling what I was feeling, I can tell that. I said, Henry, here, have another one of these. And then maybe we'll get up and, and cry for a while. Cry? And it wasn't because I was leaving office. It was for a lot of reasons. You know, people think that I'm a simple man with just one way of looking at it. I'm, I'm very complex. You could ask Pat about that. Pat, pretty much, you know, is an open book. But She was? Thank you, Lyle Anderson. That was Johann Sebastian Bach. Our take. Episode one in <laughs> listening with Lyle. Thank you all. Thanks for coming here. And don't drink this early in the morning. <laughs> Dollaraga. <laughs> <laughs>